the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to all my listeners. And Happy New Year. Happy 2024. And welcome to Iron Real Estate. I'm losing track of how many years we've been here. But I want to wish you all a safe and healthy. And tell you I love you all. And thanks for, I've been writing to a lot of you over the holidays. Of course, I'm here with my show's first hour co-host. Oh, our legal expert, attorney Steve Ebert, and he's a partner at the prestigious Casson & Casson. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year, Dottie. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Hope 2024 will be a great year. And my one prediction that I feel strongly about, I think we're going to have more snow this year, given the upcoming uh, weather reports. Well, you, you read the almanac, okay, and I said it's going to be cold. And I happen to be in Florida, and let me tell you, it's cold for Florida also. It's going to be cold here, too. I think we're, but, we, you know, we had a, a few mild winters, so I guess we're due one, right? <laughs> well, 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 you, you might have to put on a little windbreaker over your T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I, I, we're, we're supposed to get a, depending upon how you read it, depending upon how the winds move, anywhere from a couple of inches to a foot, depending upon if you're in the city, the immediate suburbs, or if you're sort of north up the Hudson Valley, you know, more like Duchess County area. So oh. we'll see, but it should be a, a, nice and pretty, hopefully, on the ground. Steve, do you want to know what my next career is going to be, what I figured out that I want to do? I want to, be a, weather, I want to be a weather woman because here's what you do. Well, there's a 50% chance there's rain. It might be partly sunny. Maybe it's not. Okay, we might get that cold front, but then it might blow in another direction. And you never have to be right because if the weather is wrong, they say, well, what do you want? It's just the weather. They're always, you know, you don't really have to be right, you know. I think it's a nice, a fairly easy job. And there's the weather, you don't count on it ever being right. So that's my next job. I think it's an easy one. Um, Well, you you know, interesting. And also people are constantly tuning in for it every day. Yeah, so you get those clicks. They're listening to you. Uh, you, you know, of course, we're, uh, I don't know how many years it is, but it's over 10 years, I think. And we're on every, every Saturday from 10 to 12 on AM. And you can get the mobile app or iHeartRadio. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, at Dottie Herman. And by the way, I do have a monthly newsletter. love you to read it. Go to www.dottieherman.com. And sign up for my monthly newsletter. It's pretty interesting if I say so myself. And since I'm in Florida, 
I thought, well, what could be better than having the, and I, I mean, he has done a, a huge job, Jay Parker, who is, runs the whole state of Florida and has built it to, I, it's probably like one of the most biggest states as far as transactions in Florida. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Florida, Houston, parts of Texas. They're some of the most popular places that people are going to. Um, so he'll be on in the second half, and you're not going to want to miss him. He's going to tell you all about Florida and what's going on and prices and everything. Meanwhile, Stephen, back in New York, um, Manhattan's uh, co-ops and, and condos and newly signed contracts, you know, fell sharply over the past month. Now, it's hard to really predict the month of December because a lot of people uh, really don't do anything. But uh, it was a slow, it was slow. But I think Steve and I were discussing before the show that we think younger buyers don't want to have restrictions that co-ops put on. So if you're listening and you're the head of a co-op board, you know, take a look at your restrictions and kind of make them, I think, a little bit more lax. What do you think, Steve? You know, I, I think also, I look at it this way, the right tool for the right job. You're not going to use a hammer to, instead of a screwdriver to turn a screw, right? Use a hammer for a nail and a screwdriver for a screw. And I think what boards need to do is be more sensitive. Instead of saying, here is always our standard, to think about context a little bit more. So, for example, I would put a all-cash buyer in a different category than someone getting financing, right? Because I'm more willing to give leniencies maybe on the strength of the financials. Maybe if we have a younger buyer who is able to get some family money to make the buy, the, the purpose of the building and the board with their fiduciary duty to shareholders should be how do we have a well-run building and people who are financially stable. Right. Well, if you may say, oh, this first-time buyer got help from family to buy, sure, but from the cost point of view, they don't have a mortgage. They're an all-cash buyer. They just have to pay the maintenance. And they're not going to walk away from all that equity in the apartment if they ever run into trouble. And the cops are always going to end up getting their money in those situations. So I, I think they need to take really um, – a more nuanced view on the cases a little more instead of sometimes what I see, oh, you always have to have these percentages, you know, keeping in mind where they are in their career. I'll give you one more example, Dottie. Wait, 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 wait before, you, before you do oh, that, sure. I, I would love you to just, because not all of our audience is from Manhattan. And when I came to Manhattan sure. in 2002 from Long Island, you know, I really didn't know all that much about the co-op boards and stuff because it's really not anywhere else to speak of. So would you just explain a little bit about the environment of co-op boards in the city? This is primarily in the city. So, yeah, so let me give, I'm going to even, if I may, just give a drop more history about co-op, because here's something that surprises people. Condos only started coming into play in the 1960s. Before that, you didn't have this idea of owning an apartment or owning a townhouse in this broader community in this condominium context. It didn't really exist. And so what happened is, though, New York City has had multifamily for a much longer period of time. And the idea of the co-op really comes from the unions in New York City trying to help their unions' membership 
get out of just being in tenement rental housing and actually own something. And so one of the driving forces was this guy, Robert Kazan, behind the Garment Workers Union, to really push and have the union membership being able to buy. And, Dottie, that's where this whole idea of getting board approved, because the unions were putting some of the pension money into these buildings, and they wanted to make sure that the members were living there, that they were in good standing, if they were going to help them get into the building. And from this modest origin came the idea of the board approval. And as co-ops took off, as co-ops became something instead of a niche ownership to something that's owned broadly in society in Manhattan and other boroughs in New York City, this board approval process morphed into looking closer and closer and more thorough and thorough into the future buying buyer being qualified. Because there is a theoretical danger to a co-op, and, and it, can, it can manifest it, but it generally I find it doesn't because the standards are strong, that remember the co-op generally owns the land in the building, and you're a shareholder and you have the use of your apartment. What that means is the co-op as a whole pays the property taxes, and they want to make sure that the shareholders from which they're getting the maintenance revenue have enough money to pay everything to run the building and pay the property taxes. Because, Dottie, that property tax bill comes in every quarter, and they got to pay it. And so, hence the idea of, oh, we're really nervous to make sure that the buyer is financially qualified. But I'll say one last thing, Dottie. If you look at it, and I've seen this in downturn after downturn, co-ops in New York City generally are very strong, and you have very, very few as a percentage of the real estate inventory foreclosures of co-op units. Very tiny percentage. And my advice to everybody, when you're looking at co-ops in New York City, please make sure to find a broker who knows co-ops, knows how to navigate them, knows what boards are tough or what what they accept. Do not use a broker who's not familiar with co-ops when you're buying co-ops in the city. And, Steve, just to finish, I said that Manhattan contracts expanded. In Brooklyn, newly signed condo contracts grew. For the first time since March 22nd, Long Island, I don't want to forget Long Island, newly signed contracts slipped annually for two and a half years. But new listings rose for the second time in three months. And so I think we're in a market with a combination of a little apprehension because we're in a kind of a lot of uncertainty now with an election coming, this and that, interest rates, and a shortage of inventory across the board. So I think... We're looking at a better, not 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 booming, but I think a better 2024. The Hamptons' newly signed contracts actually rose over the year for the first time since nine, since 2021. Okay, so they did actually rise for the first time, and I think prices dropped a little. And look, if you're out there. If you really want to get a deal, don't you, you want to buy when not a lot of people are buying. And Steve and I were talking before the show, and we both said, hey, as interest rates come down, which they're predicted to come down the end of 24, well, you're just going to increase your competition. Okay, so if I were you and I was buying now, there's less competition. There's not a lot of people out there. Um, buying still, and when interest rates go down a little bit more, I think they're what six something. You were going to have yeah, more competition. I think, 
Yeah, and then you know, so so a couple of things, Dottie. One, let me focus on the interest rate for a second. More so than ever before in the last couple of years, I would say even since pre-COVID, so probably even five years, negotiating with banks, reading the fine print is more important than ever. Because, as Dottie, as you mentioned, the rates are sort of this, but the use of paying points, which is a prepaid finance charge, which we can talk more about, yes. Dottie, factors in more and more in moving your rate. With certain banks, depending upon how affluent you are, the ability to move over some money and relationships, discounts are definitely there. And, Dottie, here's the other thing. Because closings take a, wh- a little while, right, you know, 60, 90 days or so, but sometimes you work at a deal where it's a longer deferred closing date for a lot of reasons, right? Maybe you wait for the school year to finish, but you want to lock in your place, things like that. And if we're in an environment where rates could go down, and look, we always got to be careful when we predict, you know, but if, if things happen as fingers crossed, things are generally believing that the Federal Reserve might cut rates, inflation stays under control, then maybe mortgage rates will come down. And if that is the case, you want to be very careful and find out what is the policy of your mortgage lender if after you lock in the rates, rates go down. Can you take advantage of that or can you not? And I will tell everyone, not every deal is the same. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So you got to ask the tougher questions. And if you don't know them, that's okay. But make sure, as, as Dottie Lowe says, have your broker, have your attorney, have your team that knows how to write the, ask the right questions for you because that could save right. you a lot of money. But if you were, were seriously, let's say you find a house today or tomorrow, I, you know, you, it's, you know, whether you lock in a rate, you know, if you lock in a rate, you're guaranteeing that the rates aren't going to, that if the rates go up, that you're going to not get those, that increase. But if you don't lock, but if you lock in a rate and the rates go down, then you locked in your rate. So. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying, Daddy. Not, not all banks are the same. I have a client right now who locked in when rates were higher. We're closing probably in about three weeks. And they are able to, as part of this program, they're going to get three-eighths of a percent off the rates because rates have moved down. And at no additional cost, they're able to actually re- re- reset from the lock at no additional cost. And that's what that lender does. So well, that was right. one of the questions. Yeah, so, so I agree with you, Dottie. You just got to be careful because some banks say, look, you, you get the good and the bad. Either lock or don't lock, right? You can let your rate float and play the market or right. lock. And, 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 and to be fair to the banks also, people don't realize that locking in a rate costs banks money. This is not like they just press a button and it doesn't matter, right? Sometimes people forget, like, they are actually making a business decision to make sure the money is there at a certain price for you. So there, there's a real cost to the bank. It's just sometimes the banks are able to price that in. In, into the process. Um, or sometimes, Dottie, what they do is maybe they don't give you, right, let's say maybe in the case I gave you where we got three-eighths of a reduction, maybe rates went down a half a percent. So you didn't get every last bit of the drop, but you got the vast majority of it, right? So things like that. Let me say this, and I'll accuse myself of, of being negligent sometimes on this. Really do your homework. Just don't. Just do your homework because there's so many variables 
And there's so many different things. And you hear, I, you know, because of the radio show, I'm always looking up things every week to make sure I'm current and that the latest things. Are, and if I tell you, and I think I said last week, I read 50 different, different stories that say something completely different about the market. Because remember, somebody's only giving you a prediction. It's not a fact. So... I think you need to listen to a lot of people, and when it comes to mortgages, I think you should uh, go to a few different banks. And if you have a relationship with a banker, that's even better. By the way, Steve, I you have so many uh, clients. I'm curious what your if you have any thoughts on why in Manhattan cash sale, cash all cash sales surged to exceed two thirds of all the sales in Manhattan were all cash. You know, it's 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 a great question. I noticed the trend early in the year last year, and I was talking to a lot of the banks that we work with, and, and I was saying to them, I go, you know, because we both have clients who need loans, and then also we're sometimes representing banks too, giving the loans. And I'm like, I, I think you know, it's going to be a drop in origination, not because of volume drop, but because of preference, and it really panned out. And I, and I think that split's going to drop this year. I still think it will be higher than average, but I think it will start to trend down in the amount that's all cash versus financing. Now, I think the reason of it's a fewfold. I think, number one, even though rates compared to historical averages are still very attractive, and, that, and sometimes that gets lost in the news, um, they are higher than what recent rates were. And you know what, Dottie, you know how it is. People always care about the last bit of information they hear. So relative to the most recent information, um, rates seemed high, and now they're, they're starting to trend down. Um, so I think that's one piece of it. And I think the other thing was people had some concerns about how the stock market was playing. So if you asked um, someone who had choice and say, should I get a mortgage, have a higher rate, and keep my money in a stock market that I have questions about, no, you know what, let me abide all cash because I'm not really, I'm concerned about my returns and I don't think I can beat the mortgage rate. So let me pay all cash. I think that combined with we are still early on in a massive multi-generational wealth transfer. Right? Oh my God, it's huge. It's massive. It's something that we have not seen in the history of the country before. Maybe we can talk about it, that. Talk about that a little, because I think yeah. it's so important. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this gets into the whole affordability question and things, but what's happened is the baby boomer generation, post-war II, was able to enjoy, I'm not saying that every year was wonderful, but between real estate, equities, salary growth, really had a, a multi-decade period of tremendous prosperity. And add on hard and work, right. Stephen. Add on hard work. Absolutely. But we all work hard. I, I know it's, you know, people like to knock some of the young kids today. I mean, but it's, you know, they work really, really hard, too. I know we're about to come to a commercial, Dottie, but when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about this growth of wealth and then how planning strategically, given with taxes and family desires, this transfer and what this might mean for the market. You don't want right to miss it. You don't want to miss this. It's very valuable information. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate, 970 AM. Dottie Herman and Stephen Ever. We'll be right back. 
Do you want to kick your new year off right by getting healthy and sticking with your resolutions? We can help. Our annual holiday buy one, get one free sale is going on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the new year by learning more about how to stay healthy from Invite Health. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Want better focus and attention for the new year? Contact Invite Health today for memory multivitamin and cocoa HX. Call us now to order by phone. 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com to order online. Get free shipping on orders over $35. Take advantage of Invite's limited time buy one get one free holiday sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with my wife Katie and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. We'll unpack the trends and influences shaping our world today while sailing the pristine coast of Alaska over 4th of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded patriots. Seven action packed days will chart a course through a bright american future all while surrounded by alaska's rustic and natural wonders you'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords mark your calendars june 29th to july 6th secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or online at patriotsalaskacruise.com Unity Bank is dedicated to community-oriented banking and offers a full range of services, including business and personal accounts, business loans, and mortgages. Unity has locations throughout New Jersey and in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, expanding its footprint to 21 retail locations. Grow your savings with their great CD specials. Visit unitybank.com to find out more. Unity Bank is also a great place to work. As Unity Bank president and CEO James Hughes says, the people make Unity Bank a great place to work. We give our employees an opportunity to grow. At Unity Bank, there are no excess layers of bureaucracy as found at Goliath-sized banks. All employees have full access to management with encouragement to make decisions and grow their careers. Visit unitybank.com. That's unitybank.com for current CD and savings specials. They are FDIC insured, an equal opportunity employer, and an equal housing lender. Unity Bank, growing with you. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants, founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you work so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk Consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 40 five states and over 500 cities don't settle for second best brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services call now 800-590-2180 or go online to brosnanrisk.com b-r-o-s-n-a-n risk.com 
Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back with such exciting real estate news. And don't forget uh, the second half of our show. For those of you who want to know about Florida and everything about it, we have the biggest experts that there could be. Jay Parker, who built Florida and built it to beyond anyone's expectations. So that'll be in the second hour. Um, Stephen, we were in the midst of talking about what's going on in real estate and the mortgage rates and what you're seeing. And you want to, I think the break yeah. interrupts it. So. Absolutely, yeah, and, and also really about that gen, multi-generational wealth transfer, which is really um, affecting the market. And this is something, Dottie, that's here now, and it's only going to grow over the next few years. And what you're seeing is that there is, as baby boomers, you know, age, they are transferring wealth, both during their lifetime and also from an estate planning point of view. And so what that's doing is that is helping to fuel further acquisitions. So we are seeing sometimes, and, and this certainly ties in very, very well with the topic of that co-op board approval from earlier. Maybe you have kids, grandkids, et cetera, extended family that are close to being able to make, uh, you know, afford a property, but getting that extra injection of capital from family um, is really making all the difference. And so that's where when we're trying to really talk about housing affordability, you really would not be able to see the full picture on housing affordability if you only look at the actual income and savings of, let's say, that younger first-time home buyer. Rather, you really have to throw in this sort of wealth effect from intergenerational wealth transfers. Um, that, that's a very important part of it. And, and factoring into it, and, and we see me, that regularly. Yeah, let me just interject here for a second, and I'm going to sure have some guests on the show. If you have kids or grandkids, I believe in the next year or two they're going to change the gifts, uh, like the amount of money that you're allowed to gift a child, and I think it's what about I don't know, sixteen, fifteen. I don't know, but so, so yeah, make so it, Daddy, let me, let me if I can hit that point for a quick yes, second. We can important. cover it in more detail. So what happens is every year you're allowed to give a certain amount from a person to a person per year. And it's been going up about $1,000 a year. So in 2024, one can give $18,000 from a person to a person each calendar year. So it's not every 12 months, but you can give it on December 31st, 2023 if you did. And then he can give it again on January 1st, 2024, now in the new year, okay? And so let's say you have parents that wanted to help an adult child and their spouse, um, and they wanted to max out that gift. You can do 18000 times four, which is 54000 tax-free, right? Because the two parents, their child and their child's spouse. So there's your four people, 18000 times four. That's what you can do each and every calendar year as a gift. Separately, there's this lifetime amount. And what's happened is, Dottie, and this is very, very important, we now have two years left, 2024 and through December 31st, 2025. And what happened was 
this is there was a tax law that was passed which has a number of impacts and but because it it passed in the senate but because of the senate rules it didn't get 60 votes it's not considered permanent so this expires in just under two years now which is not a lot of time when it comes to planning no and so what happens is the federal exemption which is now over 13 million if this law expires and no other action is taken so right that's a very important phrase if this tax law expires in just under two years and the congress doesn't take any further action then instead of having around 13 million in change exemption that's going to drop closer to around six million in what the exemption is and I know on one hand it says that's a massive amount of money, and it is a nice amount of money, but I am telling you, that's everything. It's not just cash in the bank, but it's real estate. It's your cars. It's your family heirlooms. Steve. And if you have a business, so it can, you can actually eat through that number. I just have that question. Fast. I have to ask. I wanted to gift my daughter some amounts, and then I said the max. But then I thought I gave her X amount of money for her birthday. Would that count? That counts. So, you know, look. So maybe you know, I should have every, just gone every, to the every, bank and given her cash, probably. Yeah, I mean, look, if you say, here's $500 for your birthday, which is a very, very kind gift, now you have 17500 left for the year. Got it. So it's right? not just that amount. It's whatever you've done in the year. And the person yeah, that you're Yeah, I mean, look, giving- no, no, nobody, look, there's no one from the IRS standing over your shoulder and saying, you were hanging out together and you bought your daughter a cup of coffee. You know, I wouldn't no, be... No, I know that. Of, you know, let's track the $3 there or something like that. But, you know, if, if you're talking about, um, you know, get that's what it is. It's an aggregation, whether you do it in one lump sum or multiple times over the course of the year. Um, th- that the 18 now is the, to- the new total per year. And but I, I want- do want to point out... Yeah, I just want to tell everyone. You can do that. Yes, but I want to tell everyone, and we're going to have some guests on the show. Whether you have a lot or a little, planning, you know, we all worked hard to get whatever money we have or we don't have, but you don't want to give that away to the government if you don't have to. You want to make sure the people that you love have it, and that really requires planning. So we're not suggesting who you go to, but... You really should take a step and get a planner to help you decide because otherwise you're going to give a lot of stuff away to the government that you could be giving one of your children or your grandchildren or whatever. So it's important to be up on that. Yeah, and and, and, and just to add on that, there's so many random taxes that are out there, right? It's not just income tax. It's not just payroll tax or Social Security, FICA or this. You have a state tax and gift tax. And by the way, some of these are federal and some of them are state by state. And so it's really, I mean, Florida has a tax, the intangibles tax. We don't have that one in New York. We have an income tax, right? There's, so if you move and we're in such a society where people are more mobile than ever before, Absolutely. I mean, right, you know, what does it mean for people who are multi-jurisdictional? If you're a New Yorker and a Floridian, oh, and if you are... Not just a New Yorker, you're a New York Cityer and a Hamptonian, right? You know, it's like, you know, there are different things that you got to keep in mind because yeah. you're dealing with different tax authorities, and every single one of them wants their slice of your pie. And you have to be so careful because I remember during the pandemic when everything was on lockdown in New York, 
uh, city. So a lot of us who had places in the Hamptons stayed there for legally like the whole year. So we mm-hmm. uh, obviously when we went to the accountant, we said, well, we really lived. We didn't live in the city. We lived there. The taxes are cheaper, but they said, don't, don't even go there. Just leave it alone. So you just want to make sure that your accounting is good and that you also know that a lot of these things are expiring, things are changing. And when you work hard for your money, whether it's a lot or a little, the person who pays the taxes is not the receiver. It's you, the giver, if you're the one who's giving. So you want to make sure you deal with a professional who knows the ropes and knows what to do and knows how to do it. Uh, you know, because if you don't do it correctly, besides that you'll be losing money to the government, you'll also maybe be taxing yourself a lot of money. That's exactly right. And yes, um, the gift tax works. It is a tax on the donor, not the recipient. Exactly right. Yeah, which you would think, geez, the recipient should be the one that's taxed, not the donor, but they don't. And they don't do that. Well, they it's, tax- g- it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, with this generational growth, you know, it's the biggest transfer of wealth. And that's, you're seeing the millennials, um, a lot of them are really going to be buying all cash. A lot of them are going to inherit a lot of money. And again, that takes careful planning. So um, we'll have some guests on the show, but everyone's individual. When we do a show, we have to just kind of do it generally because everybody's different. But it's, it's a very interesting time. And um, by the way, the millennials are the biggest buyers of homes today. Uh, they, you know, and, and I remember going back to, I don't know, we were in a recession. I don't know, maybe it was the 2008 or something or 2007 when everything was like, oh, forget it. Housing is dead. No one's going to want it. The millennials will never buy because they saw their parents lose. Well, the millennials all want to buy. And if you're creative and get out there, there's a lot of ways that you can make things attractive and help them afford it. It's tough for first-time buyers, but we'll talk about that in a second. We're in a very good time. And as I said before, if you're out looking for real estate, don't stop. Don't wait for all the competition to meet you. We'll be right back with Stephen and myself to give you more real estate and financial news. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two 
two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Hey, Joe Piscopo here. If you need a Cadillac, you got to see my good friend Bill Camastro at Gold Coast Cadillac, awarded Cadillac Dealer of the Year 27 times. Bill's team is the gold standard of customer service from start to finish. It's first class all the way. Speaking of service, are you part of the Gold Club yet? Bill takes care of you, your family, your friends with the Gold Coast Cadillac Gold Club. Sign up online at goldcoastcadillac.com for service benefits that you can share with friends and family, even if they didn't buy from Gold Coast. Gold Coast is getting even bigger and better with its brand new service facility expected to be completed by early 2024. Gold Coast Cadillac in Oakhurst, New Jersey. Bill took care of me and he's going to take care of you too. Shop goldcoastcadillac.com or call Bill directly at 845-568-7336. Shop goldcoastcadillac.com or call Bill directly at 845-568-7336. Cats and Cosby, weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. I'm Ferenc Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with your personal bank. Tune in Saturdays at 4 p.m. or contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. AM 970 The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and I'm here with Steve Ebert and we're talking about real estate and also transferring wealth and that this is going to be um, one of the biggest transfers, I think the biggest in history. I, uh, uh, because the baby boomers, you know, World War II generation, which are the baby boomers' parents, they worked hard, they bought houses, um, 
they saved. I don't know. I didn't really get any money. So, but some people got, but the, but the baby boomers worked seven days a week, seven nights. I mean, they worked day and night. And, you know, in those days of the baby boomer, you know, now everything is kind of, hey, we need family time. We need social time. We need golf time. We need work time. We need free time. Well, when I was, and I'm a baby boomer, there was no such thing as that. It wasn't balanced. I mean, I, I, I used to remember they'd call me and say, how, how do you balance? You have a child, you have a husband, you have this, you have that. How do you balance it all? Because you, I said, well, you really can't. You have to kind of give and take. And now everything is more balanced. So when you look at the millennials, okay, they're going to receive a lot of money from parents that have really worked their whole lives and you want to make sure that and we will have some guests on the show but again they can only deliver general advice to really talk about planning for your taxes and so that whatever you worked for hard for your whole life isn't given away and then it goes to the people that you wanted to, to uh, go to when you suggest that well let me just say this i don't think anyone has solve the balance in life concept. Um, it's unless if you are lucky enough to be in a very unique situation, putting those few aside, there's always something, there's always pressure, and that also keeps it interesting. But there's definitely a balancing act going on. And I think what's really important, and this ties into real estate, and I think this adds to the value, the idea of and I don't want to overstay it. I don't want to say it's the 24-7 workforce. It's different, right? I agree with you, Dottie, that in prior generations, you know, you'd have longer hours in the office and trying to commute back. It was a very tough challenge and still is a challenge. But now with force work multiplying mobility devices, you have the ability to get out of the office sooner or maybe not always be in the office every day. But you, you sort of have this, you know, psychological fear of, is my device charged? Is it next to me? Did I miss an email? And, and in that sense, you don't quite have the space and separation, which is why I think real estate is so important, because designing your home, that gives you space for a break where you can have some semblance of a work-life balance is absolutely critical. And it's not just about square footage, although square footage helps. You know, I, I was in, got together with a few friends earlier this week, had a dinner, and, and they do a lot of work from home. And how they took their oversized one bedroom and lined it up in such a way where they distinctly had a living area and working area, and yet still looked well for entertaining guests, they really struck a beautiful balance. And I think that's what it's about. So people need to really be thoughtful at space. Yes. And just say, how do I work here and live here and have guests in here and really think about how to set things up in that case? But let me, let me give you the exact breakdown. I think you'll be a little shocked. Well, maybe not. But here's the breakdown of wealth by generation. The baby boomers, okay, and I guess uh, they're probably, I don't know, how old are the baby boomers? They're probably up to about 80 and maybe they're in their 60s around 70s. There. 70s, 70s 60s, and up. I think maybe in the 60s, late 60s. But anyhow, baby boomers, uh, they comprise 
$1.1 trillion, 50% of the wealth is in the hands of the baby boomers, okay? They have 50% of all of the wealth. Generation X, which has, has $46 trillion, which is 29.5, so it's almost 30% of the wealth. The silent generation um, has $18.6 trillion, which is 11% of the wealth. Millennials have 13.3% of wealth, which is 8.5, and Generation Z, it's too early to tell. So the recipients, recipients, primarily members of Generation X, those born between 1965 and 1980, millennials, which were born between 1981 and 1996, and Generation Z between 1997 and 2012, they are expected to inherit $72 trillion dollars of that amount, mainly from baby boomers, with the rest going to charity. Now, I don't know about you, Steve, but there's no one that left me any money, but I'm happy for all these kids because, you know, hey, not a bad thing. But that really requires planning, and so, you know, we're talking real estate, but, you know, real estate is one of the assets that people have. You really want to plan these things because you can take all the things that you work for so hard end up really not transferring them, you know, and, and paying too many taxes. So we'll be talking about that. But it's not bad for the millennials or the right. I mean, that's uh Yeah, and what's interesting is what I'm curious about, I mean, there are two trends that I think are historic that we don't really have any precedent of. Number one, the ability to save. Right prior to World War II, people didn't live, I think, long enough. People didn't have the health care. People didn't chart things the same way. And also, they didn't have some of the benefits of retirement programs and so forth. Um, so, very hard to really... I don't remember my yeah. father ever having a charge card. I don't, rem- I don't know if they were around then, but I don't remember that he ever had one. He would always pay for things the cash, and he, his motto was, "If you don't have it, you don't spend it." Other yeah. than his mortgage on his house, and then with charge cards, you know, I'll never forget. You know, my daughter was receiving uh, applications for charge cards when she was 16 years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, you know. as long as, long as you, in their case, as long as your dog or cat doesn't get one, that, then we're okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a good point. But what I'm saying is, the, you know, the World War II generation, if they didn't have the money, they didn't spend it. I mean, that was pretty much, I'm not saying they weren't, some people have broke that rule, but for most part. Then charges came in and, and things of that way. And yeah. that's why I say, look, if you need money before you go borrow it on a charge card and the interest rates are phenomenally high, you should look if you own a home. You should look into an equity loan or, or a refinance or something of that nature. It might be a lot cheaper. You should at least explore some options. Yeah, and let me just add a little bit on that. But I think what we haven't seen before, Dottie, is seniors being able to save and not having to have spend through their wealth in the same way that we've seen before. Good point. And then separately... 
because of the you know increase of opportunity in the more digital economy, we're actually seeing, and this is now in a small case, right? But we're seeing the ability to have you know certain people sort of you know leapfrog over things and accumulate wealth if they have you know at the right time. You know whether it was a dot com startup twenty years ago or the right kind of app or things like that. The idea of actually creating some sort of startup, there is some in, in certain spaces exist to also kind of leapfrog over. So two interesting trends in wealth creation um, that may have modified what would have been the normal distribution uh, of wealth um, in the country. And it's interesting to watch well, and see how that continues to affect things. Yes, and you and you see that the other difference is I remember when I was young, you would go to your grandmother's and you know, they had an apartment and, you know, it was usually like they downsized as they got older. And you see the seniors today, they might buy something smaller, but it's deluxe, it has amenities. Some of them buy their dream houses at 65. I mean, the generation that's seniors, I don't know what that generation, like I don't know the age that you'd call a senior now, but... I'm not sure. I didn't look it up. But they spend money, and they want to live great, and they're not like the, like, you know, when people were retiring, they would just, like, go into a small place, a little apartment. You'd have to go visit your grandmother and her apartment. Not like that anymore. They're spending, and they want to live well. People are living longer, and they're living their lives longer, and they're more active, and they're doing things. And they're working longer also, by the way. You know, they're working more because they want to keep their lifestyles up. And that's exactly. a big switch. And I'm sure you have a lot of clients like that that could have retired and are not. Well, yeah, I think also this gets into really purpose and I, I think the uh, ability, um, you know, to do different things and so forth. Um yeah, no, I, I think it's absolutely right. And, and I think also because, remember, you know, jobs were primarily focused from, you know, a, a sort of a laboring point of view. And obviously you still labor. But the ability to actually work with tools and need less physical force to get things done, you know, is an option that's out there. So it allows us to have more people be more engaged in society than ever before for a longer period of time, regardless of what, their physical statuses. That's really important. But Steve, you must have a ton of clients, and that's why I always say, go to a real estate attorney, don't mess with somebody who does everything, who are, are planning, you know, for retirement or planning how to transfer their homes or their wealth. And I'm sure you do that with real estate, with, with when they have houses and things of that nature. Absolutely. You know, this is why we do not only real estate, but estate planning. And part of it is, well, what's the best strategy to deal with these wealth transfers, whether it's in real estate or non-real estate assets? Um, absolutely. And I'd rather, you know, I, I, I am going to be calling in the next couple of months because, you know, I have a lot of things in, you know, different investment firms, but they all want to give you advice that's using their investments, basically. You can't blame them, Okay. So I just feel that when you go to someone like Steve and they do a state plans, they're they're not they're not they're not biased towards certain products that they they were going to give it to you straight. 
And it is really worth the investment. And I really believe that you make so many mistakes if you really don't know. And um, your firm is one of the best ones that deal with estate planning. And I think that, you know, someone says to me, well, that's only for rich people. And I say, you know what? It's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. You can make a yeah, lot and of also money and what, blow it all. That's so true. And also, I like to even turn it on its head slightly. I like to call it not just estate planning, but life planning. Right? And Some people say, eh, let someone else deal with the headache. I'm going to enjoy life. Right? I think of the story, you know, that my parents would tell me of the grasshopper with the fiddle versus the ant. And they say, eh, I'll just ignore it and just deal with it, you know, and let someone else deal with it. But part of it is also making sure that you plan accordingly because it's not just a matter of assets, but it's also about income streams and making sure that you have the necessary income streams to live, making sure that also something happens like, you know, look, what happens if, God forbid, someone's in an accident and they're in the hospital for a couple of months and they're not capable of managing their affairs? What happens on the ability to access a bank account? to pay off a mortgage payment. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that There's you've so passed on. It means you might be incapacitated for a couple of months. Yeah. You know, really, really important. And, and that happened to one of our callers who called in. He said, my mom, I'm an only child. And he left me. She left me everything, but she's in a coma. So she needs, and I can't get her permission because she's in a coma. So I am broken. I'm losing all the things that she would have wanted me to have. Okay, so there's a lot of... I mean... It's painful because literally the cash is sitting in the bank account that could have paid for everything, not lose the assets, but they're falling behind because they just can't access them. Yeah, so it's so important, okay? It really is, and uh, I don't think people really realize how important it really is is to plan, plan, plan. And, of course, things change, and you can always change things, but, you know, to keep that in front of you and plan. Even college. My granddaughter just said, oh, Grandma, I think it's $57,000 a year a private college now. It's a lot of money. So these are all plans. Um, Stephen, it is always so interesting and great talking to you. And we'll be back next week to have more information. And don't forget, my favorite real estate Florida guy who built all of Florida is going to be on next Jay Parker, he's a genius, and you all want to know about what's going on in Florida because it's booming. We'll be right back after the 11 o'clock news. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.